comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome back to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold. This is Steffi Smalls. This is episode 101 of Gambling with Gold, and it is our week one gambling preview. Steph, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm great. Football is back, basically, just about. We're, we're really coming up on it now. Don't need to suffer through baseball betting anymore. I can bet on the NFL and then not be future, so I'm pumped. I cannot be more excited for this. Sad to lose Dan Titus, but happy to bring you on to do Gambling with Gold with me, to do all of our weekly previews and our best bets. So the way this is going to work this this year is going to be Tuesdays, we're going to do our weekly gambling preview for the week. And then Friday, we're going to do best bets. Can't wait to jump into all of these week one lines with you. If you're with us at Champions Round, we have a couple of 7-6 contests going right now. NFL week one 7-6 contest. If you finish in first place for that, you will win a Stefan Diggs jersey. We have a social campaign giveaway. If you follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel, you will win a Sean McVay signed football, or you will be entered to win a Sean McVay signed football. We have a college football week two 7-6 contest that is live right now. And as always, every day, Daily Dozen, enter by 4 p.m. to win $1,200. All you have to do is hit 12 for 12 on all of your picks. That's what we got at Champions Round. And... Maybe there's a little spicy fantasy debut of a new product for us. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow. But for now, we have about 48 hours until kickoff of the 2022 NFL regular season. The first game on the board at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles between the Buffalo Bills, who are the Super Bowl favorites, and the Los Angeles Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions. Currently, the line bet MGM, the Buffalo Bills, are minus two, total set at 51 and a half. What's your initial lean on where this game is supposed to go? It's interesting. It's not shocking that the Bills are now the favorites in this, but home underdogs do matter. I think there's something to that LA pass rush because they can make really good O-lines like Buffalo still look very crappy. Kind of worried about Stafford, though. Um, Not a fan of his elbow still giving him issues. So, um, I kind of am still leaning with the Rams here, which is unlike me. Uh, I'm definitely leaning towards the Rams in this position, but I think there's a better way to play this than at the plus two or plus two and a half in marketplace right now. So I'm really, really big on using teaser pieces if it's done Mm -hmm. properly. So bringing above three and seven, going below seven and three, the other way for favorites. Rams fit this position perfectly. Home, dog, really good team. Plus two at home, bringing them up to plus eight, utilize them as a teaser piece. I think that's an elite way to use them in this game. As for the actual game, I am a little concerned, just like you, about Stafford's elbow and what that defense is going to look like in a Super Bowl hangover. They're going to do the whole presentation before. We've seen it before. Buffalo's going to come in here with their ears on fire, ready to go. They're the Super Bowl favorites. My only concern for Buffalo is, look, they were almost Super Bowl favorites last year. They come out week one at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They got their ass whooped. So I'm wondering if they're just a team that starts slow. Does that concern you at all? Oh, and I kind of hate, I hate when there's too much hype around a team. And the season, before the season ended, the Bills make it to the Super Bowl and everyone was crowning them the next year's Super Bowl champion. So I don't love that for them. 
Um, and they had a really cakewalk of a schedule last year. So it'll be interesting to see what they do this season. It makes me lean again towards the Rams a little bit more. Um, we'll see. All right. Uh, 68% of the bets, 80% of the money is on the Buffalo Bills. This opened about a pick now minus two, obviously. Uh, not as much action on the Rams. Do not have anything on the total this second. Uh, why don't we jump in to our second game on the board? We get to Sunday. The Baltimore Ravens minus seven against the New York Jets. Total set at 44 and a half. And this one, this is probably going to be a big time survivor pick for everybody. Going with the Baltimore Ravens against the Jets, who may or may not start Mill Hunter, Zach Wilson, or it might be Joe Flacco going up against his old team. Personally, I'm fully on board with the Ravens this season. I bet them every which way. If you follow any of our content, you know that I'm on the Ravens this year. But this is also traditionally that one beats up on bad teams and two comes out really, really hot to start the season. Very difficult team to defend when you're not used to seeing them. Uh, so what do you think about this game? Yeah, we're both in the same place with the Ravens. I am all in on them. I think I've already taken the Ravens in a couple of survivor leagues. I think the Jets know, like, they know being a home underdog to start this season off so well. This is, this is like, their MO. It's their brand. And they usually do not win the game. So the Ravens are a team, too. Everyone is not as high on them because you didn't get to see a healthy Ravens team. You didn't get to see a healthy second-string Ravens team. So this team staying healthy even to not even the fullest extent, they can suffer a couple injuries and still be in a really good spot. Uh, I, I love the Ravens this year. I'm all in, especially on Mr. Lamar Jackson. So I'm with you on this. Uh, my favorite way to play this game, I probably will end up betting if this is minus six and a half, I'll end up on the Ravens. But using the Ravens as a teaser piece to move from seven to one, spot on. I wouldn't do that at six and a half. You're just losing kind of value. But going through seven and three, super valuable. Pairing them with, there's a ton of teams that we'll talk about, but basically uh, San Francisco, Baltimore, the Rams, Minnesota, and the Cleveland Browns. All five of those are elite mm -hmm. teaser pieces. You can utilize those in any, any iteration you like, and you'll have plus EV value on those bets. So definitely like Ravens with uh, the Rams to start off this one. Next bet on the board, we have the Saints minus 5.5 at the Atlanta Falcons, total at 42.5. Uh, Falcons money line lock with Marcus Mariota? Absolutely. Let's go, baby. No, already you're getting spicy already. No way. Um, it's interesting. I could see this being kind of that upset game, though. Uh, I kind of reads that way. I like the under in this game for sure. I think that if Winston can start out and just like hit the ground running and be right back where he was, they will have no problem because we've seen the Falcons roster. It's atrocious. Uh, from multiple both sides of the ball, like in multiple areas, just not a pretty roster. Um, but again, we see this happen every single year where a team comes out that should absolutely lose and absolutely win. So um, this could be that game. Might be something I stay away from outside of the total here. So, uh, I mean, if you're going to follow Jason with his spicy money line thing for the Falcons, how many times do you think we'll take Falcons money line this season even? <laughs> uh, how many games are they going to play this year? 17? So 17. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I've been on them every week. I have to. Um, you know what? The interesting part about them catching five and a half at home and the total's only 42 and a half is that total's so low and it's a divisional dog at home. Like there is a really good case to be made, despite the fact that the talent difference may be really stark here. Mm -hmm. To bet on the Falcons plus five and a half 
going to have a running quarterback, which is something the Saints have traditionally struggled with, even though defense is going to be really elite. There are a ton of issues on their – the offensive line is a big-time issue. No Teron Armstead, Trevor Penning's out. Uh, quarterback, we don't know what Jameis Winston's going to be this year. Camaro, I think, is going to have a really good year, but, you know, he's still dealing with the suspension stuff. I don't know how that comes in. Michael Thomas isn't going to be 100%. Jarvis Landry is Jarvis Landry at this point. They have no tight end. Taysom Hill's going to take the starting snaps at tight end. That tells yeah. you all that you need to know about that. Chris Olave, I think we all expect to be absolutely amazing this year, but is it all going to come together in week one? I don't know, and I don't really trust Dennis Allen. Like, this is the first game where Sean Payton's not going to be involved since that year that he sat his ass on the sideline from Bounty Gate, and we saw how that went. They were terrible that year. So, I I don't know. I think that I'm convincing myself to end up on the Falcons at plus five. Oh, you're convincing me. You're convincing me. I think so, too, and I think there is, you know, there's something to Mariota having a chip on his shoulder, right? And because he's always – He's always been a class act, no matter what happens, no matter how many games he plays, no matter where he's a backup, no matter who starts, like he is always a class act. And this is really his opportunity to shine because he knows that, you know, Desmond might come in at some point during this season, but for right now, this is Mariota's team. And I think there's still enough, like there's not a lot of star power, but there's enough there that they can make something happen. Everyone, we all said the same thing about the Falcons last year too, is the thing. And it's kind of the same ordeal without Matt Ryan. Uh, so, I, you know, I think you convinced me on that five and a half. I think we can do it. All right. Uh, next game on the board. Ooh, I like this game a lot. The New England Patriots. Okay. Now this line at BetMGM is minus three and a half for the Miami Dolphins in Miami. This line is going up so much. It's giving me heart palpitations. So I already – oh, the total on this game, uh, 46 and a half. Uh, I already have a couple bets on this game. I bet Miami at minus two and a half. I bet Miami at minus three. All the sharps in the market are following me. I also have the Dolphins to make the playoffs. I have them as the seventh seed in the AFC. And the Patriots, we know that they've had a terrible offseason. I've already made my whole rant about how Bill Belichick is ruining Mac Jones' career. Everybody's seen that at this point. I'm all in on the Dolphins in this game. There's no reason for me to believe that the Patriots are going to be able to compete coming out of the gate. The Miami Dolphins have had the Patriots number, even going back to Brady years, in Miami, something about playing in that heat for the Patriots has not been all that successful. Other than that one game that Antonio Brown played for the Patriots, other than that, uh, Miami's been pretty successful. And I think Miami's going to be really difficult to defend early in the year with this Mike McDaniel's offense that people don't exactly know what to expect. They know what the offense looks like, but they don't know what it looks like with Tua and Jalen and Tyreek and Chase Edmonds and all of those pieces. So I think they're going to be really hard to defend. I'm all in on the Dolphins this year. And yeah. I don't know. I am like I know that the Dolphins on paper they should be very good this year. There's something with Tyreek and McDaniel running their mouths that just like doesn't rub me the right way. So they better hope that they win this game because if they do not, the media fury that is going to come their direction is going to be so crazy. Um, I like Miami to win this game. I think that the Patriots are on a very obvious decline, but we've also said this last year and they kind of surprised us. So I'm in between with the Patriots uh, and I'm also in between with Miami. So this is a game. I don't like that total though. I like the under in this game. I kind of lean towards the under too. My only concern is what, what if Miami's offense is just awesome? What if if they go out and score 35? Like I could see it. I could see it. I'm not hundred percent sure, but yes, I would lean towards the under too. But I do like the Dolphins a lot in this position. Three and a half. 
is a little dicey. You should have gotten on that a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did bet the minus two and a half and the minus three. Uh, all right, next game on the board. Cleveland Browns plus two and a half at the Carolina Panthers. Total 41 and a half. Again, I love this as a teaser piece for the Cleveland Browns moving from two and a half to eight and a half, especially given the total is only 41 and a half in this game. Uh, maybe the lowest on the board in week one. Other than that, I don't really have any strong opinions. I don't know what to expect from any any side of this game. Do you? I don't. And it's funny because my gut is actually to take the Browns here. But I think that you could see Mayfield come out and just start slinging the ball all over the field. And maybe maybe it does go well for him. Maybe he does have that chip on his shoulder and it's enough for him to win against Cleveland. I it's an, This is an interesting game here because – I've been starting, you have to tell me, I'm starting to be a little bit more in on the Panthers than I have been in, I mean, my recent memory. I don't, I don't know why though. I don't even like Baker. The, the market has moved <laughs> a little bit towards being in on the Carolina. Uh, look, their defense was really good to start at the beginning of last year. They have some really elite young pieces on that defensive side. The offensive line should be a little bit better with Aquanu and some of the other guys that they, they have there. Uh, wide receiver, I mean, you have DJ Moore, but do you really trust any of the other pieces there? The whole thing is like, is Baker the version of Baker from two years ago where he was like confident enough to get the Browns into a playoff position? And is Christian McCaffrey healthy? We know week one that Christian McCaffrey is going to be healthy, at least to start the game. So that matters a lot. I think that Baker will perform okay. He's certainly going to have a motivation. The guy loves to have a chip on his shoulder. He's definitely going to have that against the Browns in week one. I just don't have a strong read. I don't trust Matt yeah. Rule. I, I think the Cleveland defense Ugh. is really good. Um, but Brissett, like, how many points are we getting out of Brissett and Nick Chubb and Amari Cooper? Like, I I don't know. I just – I like the plus eight and a half, and that's about all I got. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And I think – it's, it's crazy to go into week one, and I want to be like, this is a really important game for the Browns to win, which sounds yes. psychotic, but it low-key, this is one of the most important, like, on this entire slate, like, the Browns winning this game is really important, um, I think, for their fans, I think, for how they set up their season, uh, because you're also going against Mayfield, and there's a lot to this, there's a lot riding on this, so... This is another one. It's going to be a rough game to lose if they do lose this game. We only have three teams, which is insane to say, but three teams in week one that I consider to be must-win games. Cleveland's one of them. Just to get off to a hot start, they're going to have mm -hmm. 11 games without Deshaun. They need to get as many wins as possible. Carolina's a beatable team. Miami, who we just talked about, Miami is a, a must-win game just for the fact that they have to get ahead of New England and they have to prove this is Mike McDaniel thing is for real. And then three, again, that we'll talk about in a little bit, the Minnesota Vikings, to prove that they're there in the really? division. They only have two shots to beat the, the Green Bay Packers. This is one of them. They need to get a leg up quickly if they want to win this division. So maybe I'm looking at it from my betting I perspective, like but I do think that this is a must win for the Minnesota Vikings. So we'll talk about them in a little bit. Let's still go through the rest of the 10 a.m. games here. Steelers, at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals minus six and a half right now. Total set at 44 and a half. Any particular read or bet on this game? This is an interesting game, actually, because we know the Steelers' success and what they've done in this division basically just terrorize it for a very long time. The Bengals should have an improved pass production. They are coming off of 
a Super Bowl run hangover. Pitts still has a top five D. I don't know what the total is at, but I do kind of like taking this. I don't know. Do not it. to win. Do not to win. Do I don't. But I do like to take that. What do we got now? Plus six and a half. Yeah, plus six and a half. Plus seven I like places. It. I'm all in on the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. Makes a ton of sense for a variety of different reasons. One, Super Bowl hangover for the Bengals probably going to be real. Two, why is that a 44 and a half divisional game? Usually like to take the divisional dog there. So give me plus six and a half on the Steelers. 44 and a half. You probably lean towards the under there. I think it's going to be a lot lower scoring than people are thinking. That line is so low yeah. for the Bengals offense. It's so good that it's like, okay, there's, there's, a, there's something there. The bookmaker's telling you to bet the under in that position. And a lot of these guys, you know, the Mitch Trubisky, Geno Smith, Mariota, they're going to do their best stuff in the beginning of the season. And then you start to see, oh, that's why they're a backup. Um, and I think that this might be a good game for Trubisky, right? He comes out hot and uh, he hasn't had the success that he probably wanted in the NFL when he entered. And it could be a game where we see him display his best talents because he's not an untalented guy. He's athletic and he could make the best of this here. So I do like the Steelers plus six and a half. I do too. Glad we're on the same page with that. San Francisco 49ers minus seven at the Chicago Bears. Total set at 41 and a half. I know this is going to be everybody's survivor pick. It scares the living shit out of me. Mm -hmm. But I do really like San Francisco as a teaser piece moving from seven to one. They should dominate this Bears team. I think we all anticipate that the Bears are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. But I don't know, week one for survivor, road team? That total's so low. It's 41 and a half. That's so dicey. I know that I'm supposed to bet mm -hmm. the Bears plus seven, plus seven and a half in this game. Probably can't get myself around to do it, but. Uh, I probably think that that's the right side, and San Francisco minus one is a teaser piece. Lock that part in, but that's about it. Uh, I will tell you this much: I am probably staying away from this game outside of interception props, and I will one hundred percent be having some interception props in this game. I love if you have not locked in Trey Lance over ten and a half interceptions thrown this season. That is something that you should go and do immediately. Um, I think that he can have success, but he's going to throw interceptions with that risky play. That's why, you know, they they drafted him for that reason, to make those risky plays and to get down the field. So uh, I think Trey Lance and Fields are going to end up both throwing an interception this game. The point, yeah, the total here makes me real nervous. Yeah, 41 and a half is real low. All right, uh, next game on the board, Philadelphia Eagles minus four at the Detroit Lions. Total set at 48 and a half. I gave this out and bet it at over 46 and a half and over 47. I would suggest right now, if you can, week two, Detroit and the Washington Commanders, that total set at 45 right now. Go hammer the over for that. This Detroit Lions offense, they're going to play fast. They're going to score points. And that defense, despite the fact that they have Aiden Hutchinson, who's dancing all over hard knocks, that defense is still going to stink. And there's going to be a lot of points all over the place. So that would be my suggestion. Bet on the Lions over totals really early on in the season and try to get some value when you can. Uh, for the line total, uh, Philadelphia minus four. Any read or thought on that? Uh, so here's the thing. Detroit went 11-6 and six against the spread despite winning only three games. I mean, this is going to be a team again, and I think that they've only gotten stronger. That's, they're going to annoy teams. <laughs> they're going to be that annoying pest that stays in games, scores points, and you actually act, have to compete against them. 
I think that this total can probably go over. I'm leaning towards taking the Lions plus what it has it moved? Is it what is it at now? Yeah, a little bit. It's a plus four. Okay. It moved from four and a half. I thought it was four. I think I got it at four and a half. So I was on Lions plus four and a half. Um, this is an interesting game here because the Eagles, I kind of think the Eagles, this is a prove it game a little bit. I think that there is so much hype right now, just like the Buffalo Bills around the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, people are declaring them to go to the Super Bowl already. They were right after the draft and they've only improved their roster since. But we have to see it play out. Jalen Hurts needs to actually make strides forward. Uh, and we'll see how AJ Brown can how he does over there. I think that their roster looks fantastic on paper. I don't my own team, I don't want to be in a division with them, but here we are. Uh, so I think this is a must-win game for the Eagles to really like come out hot. We are the dominating force that we have convinced you all without playing yet. We are. So now we're up to four must-win games in week one. Yeah, we have a lot. Of, Jason and I have a lot. And it's like our must-win games. It's not as much theirs. No, it's not for them. It's, it's for us to prove that we were right about something in the offseason. It's so funny. Um, yeah, I, I am leaning towards Detroit also. Uh, look, I'm all in on this Eagles team. So I've, I've bet it everywhere. I put it out everywhere. Yeah. But I do think that there's a chance that, like, the hype, maybe this line's a little bit too hyped up, a little too high. I think that Philadelphia wins by three. I think it'd be like, well, maybe four, like 28, 24, 27, 24, something like that, I think is going to end up being the final in this one. Uh, next game on the board is headed to the AFC South. The Indianapolis Colts now at minus seven. So this line has moved down significantly over the last 24 hours. Traveling to Houston to take on the Texans. This total is set at 46. At seven, I probably like you or I probably like Indianapolis at minus one as a teaser piece, but that would probably be my least favorite on the board. Indianapolis has lost seven straight openers, which I think is insane. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is about them. They start slow. I this Houston team, I think that we've talked about it all see that like there's little speckles of them being really feisty. They won week one last year against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at home as a dog. I'm not saying that I, I'm going to take the Texans outright, which is, by the way, plus 260. But what I am saying is I don't want any part of Indianapolis in this game. Yes, it's a good teaser piece. Yes, you can go ahead and utilize it. Yes, you can use them in Survivor. Personally, I try to avoid divisional games in Survivor. So I don't know. I, I, I have the sneaky suspicion that the Texans are going to be involved in this game late. Yeah, I think that the Texans – like, I think they're going to make a name for themselves to no longer being the worst team in the league right now. And I think that they're going to make small improvements. Like, it's not – I'm not saying – like, they're still picking in the top five next year. But do they pick at four rather than, you know, up at two? I think that they are – again, Davis Mills showed it enough last year where it's like, okay, we have something. It's – we can function that way. Can he make – leaps and strides with Nico Collins uh, and how can they continue to develop that? I think I got the Colts minus like seven and a half, maybe this summer. And that's about where I'm at with this game. Outside of that, I'm going to be kind of hands off. And uh, yeah, I don't know. The Colts, I like the Colts this season, but again, we yeah, want so a different I. animal here. I am totally with you there. All right. Uh, now for one of my favorite games on the board, actually one has moved a little bit. The Jacksonville Jaguars plus two and a half at the Washington mm -hmm. Commanders. Totals 43 and a half. 
your boy has already bet on the Jacksonville Jaguars plus three in the money line at plus 140. That money line yeah. is now plus 115. Two and a half. I'm still a little dicey with it, but there's nothing about the Washington Commanders that is appealing to me to bet on in week one. Everything about Jacksonville is appealing. I think that the Doug Peterson offense and Trevor Lawrence year two is going to explode onto the scene. I think it could happen week one. Washington doesn't have a Chase Young. And can anyone still explain to me why the hell Washington Commanders win total in Vegas is eight and a half? It makes no fucking sense to me. It scares the shit out of me. That's how scared of it I am. Makes no sense. Uh, yeah, I think this is ridiculous. I think that what people fail to – Carson Wentz is not – like, he isn't – not even he's an average quarterback now in the league like he is not a good quarterback he's not who you want he has now taken a massive downgrade from the colts uh i think that you look at i think he finished last year like 25th in qbr and now he's going to to washington trevor lawrence now has weapons he has doug peterson what doug peterson brings is also a very intimate amount of knowledge about carson wentz so on top of that, the Jaguars were also able, you know, to hold Carson Wentz to like just under seven yards per pass last season in both times that they saw him. I don't I don't think it's outrageous to think that the Jaguars can win this game. That's why I, I like to take them here. Uh, I think Washington, I love that everyone is so excited about them, but I, it's Carson Wentz, guys. Like, what, what are we doing? I I just I can't I don't really don't be betting on Washington a lot this season unless they're probably playing my own team. <laughs> oh my god, I don't understand the Washington thing at all. Uh, I don't have any opinion on the total, but I do think that you make a, some interesting points about Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. I think that could be valuable insight. He drafted him. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then that I, is. I, I forgot about how well the Jacksonville Jaguars defended Carson Wentz last year. Now it's yes. a different offense, but. I, I'm wondering for Carson Wentz's sake, like, is he going to be seeing stars from week 18 where he was, you know, absolutely shit on? He's still facing the I same mean, team. He's so. been seeing stars since 2017. Is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was good. Nice joke. Uh, all right. Let's go to the uh, 125 games. Kansas City Chiefs now minus six against the Arizona Cardinals. Total set at 53 and a half. I don't know what to do with this line at six. At four, four and a half, I really like Kansas City. At six, I feel a little dicier about it. Uh, 53 and a half. I know it's a big total, but it seems like the over is the side that the Sharps are on right now. I don't necessarily have a read on the spread. I would lean towards Kansas City. I kind of like Kansas City as a survivor pick. But I mean, I'm all out on Arizona this year, so I, I have to not trust them. Yeah, I mean the two like the two of us have talked about how we Cliff Kingsbury one should be the first coach fired and if yeah he he should easily if you have not bet that I don't know what you're doing I kind of like the under here I'm, I think I might go against the Sharps I think that both of these teams have things to figure out well I don't think that the Chiefs has have as much to figure out I think this is going to be a good like dress rehearsal for the rest of their season we also saw how the Chiefs played in the beginning of last season. I think they're winning this game. I've already, they're one of my survivor picks. Uh, the Cardinals, I'm not in on this year. I am wor not worried because I genuinely don't care, but uh, I think that there is, you know, you're relying on Kyler who he got paid. I mean, that you guys are acting like Kyler has been super motivated from the start. So uh, I think I'm leaning the under in this game. 
Fair enough. Uh, I totally get that angle, especially if you're going to take – actually, I think if you're going to take the under in this game, what I would do instead is bet the Arizona Cardinals team total under. Um, that would probably yes. be my play instead. So if it's three, if it's like 23.5 or less, something like that, like I, I love that under team total instead of betting the outright total. Yeah, I can get down with that. I agree with you. All right, uh, four more games left. Actually, five more games left. Uh, Raiders, Chargers, Raiders plus three and a half in LA at SoFi. Total set of 52 and a half. Uh, look, I'm all in on the Chargers this year, but three and a half, that hook scares me a ton. There's no home field advantage for the Chargers uh, in LA. So I think that this line should be three. So therefore, I'll probably end up on the Raiders uh, with that hook. Don't feel particularly great about it. 52 and a half. Kind of like the under in that one. Uh, I don't think this is going to be particularly high scoring. Even if you get 27-24, you still end up on the under here. I don't particularly love the Raiders' defense this year. I think they, they are going to get torched at some points. But give me 27-24, give me the Raiders plus 3.5, and, and give me that under uh, 52.5. Yeah, I think I'll say it, Joe. I think that I really like the Raiders 3.5 here. I've already bet it. Um, I could see this going over. We kind of saw the Raiders and how they started their season last year, too. They were really just neck and neck with everyone that they play with. Uh, I don't know. I may avoid this game a little bit. I don't know that I love it. It's going to be a great game to watch, but maybe not yes, the best game to, not bet, to on. bet on. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's head up to Minnesota, the Green Bay Packers, minus one and a half at the Minnesota Vikings. Total set at 46 and a half. Vikings plus one and a half. Vikings plus seven and a half as a teaser piece. That's actually my favorite piece here. Give me that under 46 and a half. I'm all in on the Vikings. Must win game. I think they have to do it. Uh, honestly, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if either team won here. I think it's going to be really close. That plus seven and a half, plus eight, depending on where you get it, for the Vikings as a teaser piece, I think is absolutely elite, though. So that would be my pick. Yeah. We're another thing. We're both all in on the Ravens, and we're both all in on the Vikings. I think that this is a statement game for the Vikings. If they come out, show everyone what's up, because I'm pretty sure last year, I don't even know if they went, oh, in however many games. Uh, I would love to see them get out hot and get out in front of the Packers, beat them first game you play them. I think that the Vikings are in for a really good season, and I think that they can set that tone with this game. Let's go, Kirk. We need all of the Kirk Cousins passing yards and interceptions this season. Kirk. 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 Uh, yeah, uh, 30 and a half touchdowns is disrespectful. I cannot believe that that is where they set it at. All, all the Kirk, Kirk overs. Every Kirk over, every Justin Jefferson over, give me whatever the Vikings you can give me, I have taken the over. But give me Dalvin Cook under rushing yards for the year. Other than that, yes. I'm with you. That, Kevin O'Connell. That's what you guys should bet. You have 48 hours to go make this with Kevin O'Connell. Coach of the year, plus 2,000. Go lock that in, please. I've been telling you all summer. I love, love, love that bet. All right, three more games left. Oh, boy. Should we just skip this one? The New York Giants, plus six. At the Tennessee Titans, total over under 43 and a half. All of the money. You know what? Let's have a little fun here. 49% of the bets, 92% of the money. That's the biggest difference in the marketplace right now is on the New York Giants at plus six and a half. Down to plus six. Tennessee Titans should be a good survivor pick for a lot of people out there. I'm on the Giants, though. Give me Brian Dayball. Give me Daniel Jones. Give me all the offensive pieces. Canarius Tony is going to have over 100 receiving yards in this game against the Tennessee Titans. I'm all in it. 
Uh, give me the Giants plus six. God, too many of you are on it. I don't know. I am very torn. Tennessee covered 60% of their home games last season, which was like fifth in the league. You know, I think Tennessee is going to be extremely disappointing this year. I think that people are still yep. a little bit too high on them. They've lost so many, like, key personnel guys. You know, Harold Landry is kind of a big deal. Uh, Huge deal. Kind of a big deal. And I don't want to hurt everyone's feelings, but Derrick Henry is a really big boy to have suffered the injury that he had. We saw what he looked like when he came back. I don't know that he's going to look the way that everyone wants him to, especially out of the gate. And I think that, you know, yeah, the Giants were horrible against the run last year. I think they ranked maybe last in the entire league. Uh, But if they can control him, and Davil does add some creativity. I think there is a lot of secrecy that they've been doing, keeping things under wraps. So maybe they do have a plan up their sleeve. I understand why everyone is in on it. I'm out on this game. Uh, I kind of like the under here as well, but uh, I do not bet on my Giants. So I'm out. Fair enough and probably a smart thing for your mental health anyways. Yeah, uh, Tampa, Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus two and a half at the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. Football total set at 51. I don't really know where to go with this game. Uh, the case for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be they're still way better than the Cowboys. Everybody's down on the Cowboys. The Cowboys should be much worse than last year, especially defensively. They're definitely going to regress on that side of the ball. Case for the Cowboys is they're at home. Tom Brady took off 10 days and isn't living with his wife anymore. Their offensive line has been decimated. Chris Godwin, we don't know who's going to play. The Bucs are just going through a lot. New head coach, don't know how that's going to look, but – I don't know. Who do you trust more, Todd Bowles or Mike McCarthy? I, I don't know. Um, I do kind of like the the over 51 in this game. Uh, I think that both defenses could allow some points. I, if I had to take – I mean, Dallas at plus 2.5, bring up to plus 8.5 as a teaser piece is interesting. That's yeah. probably about it. I think that Tampa Bay is going to win, but I don't feel good about that at all. I don't feel good about it either. I think that there is a lot to not like actually about both of these teams. There's compared to where they were last year, starting the season, both teams are significantly worse from the team that they were starting the 2021 season. Uh, Cowboys plus two and a half. Interesting. I think, like you said, maybe more of a teaser thing would get my attention. I don't, I, I might stay away from this game because I think these are two teams that we need to see what they actually look like when they hit the field uh, because it could just look like they were the year before or things could look really, really bad. Um, so we'll see. I don't trust Mike McCarthy. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> I can guarantee you one thing in this life. There's not a chance in fucking hell that I stay away from the first Sunday night football game of the season. I will have so many. I mean, I'm lying. Like I'm going, yeah, I know. Well, there's going to be, but I might do it in different ways than one. Like Don Schultz first TD. Like that is maybe the way that I, way I'm leaning. Uh, they, I think that both of them are throwing interception. We're going to get crazy with interception props and maybe, maybe we'll get really spicy with this game on them as well. I can't, I can't wait to see the uh, seven part parlay. I'm, interceptions. I'm gonna do just like a graphic for just my interception props. It's gonna be a Perfect. whole whole thing this season. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> uh, all right, last game on the board Monday Night Football, the debut of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, which I'm more excited about than the fucking game because the game stinks. 
Uh, Denver Broncos minus six and a half at the Seattle Seahawks. All of the money is on the Broncos. No shocker there. Give me the Seahawks money line. I've been saying this all summer. I could see a point in the game where you're like, huh, how are the, how are the Seahawks up 21-6? doesn't make any sense to me. Look, the Broncos team is going to be good at some point in the season. This is a revenge game for Russ or whatever coming back to Seattle. For some reason, I just think that the Seattle defense and Pete Carroll is going to know exactly what to do with Russell Wilson. It's going to be a struggle for them. I love the under. I love the Seahawks at plus six and a half. And yes, I will sprinkle on the money line for the Hawks. This is going to be the only game the Seattle Seahawks win this year, Uh, which is hilarious, (laughs) which is hilarious because this will be the, and I like, not only do I want that because I thrive off of chaos, I think we all need it because we need Russell Wilson to get enough of the Broncos country. Let's ride. Uh, Super corny. No one knows Russell Wilson better. Just like Doug Peterson facing Carson Wentz. No one knows you better than your former coach, especially the relationship that him and Carol had. I think that they can come out hot here. I think that there's still, I know everyone is in on the Broncos and I understand why. And on paper, it's, I don't know how I feel about Nathaniel Hackett. I don't know how much I trust him. I think that some of his success probably came from the quarterback that he had. Uh, and I think they have some kinks to work out. They're more of a team that I see week six, week seven starting to get hot. Uh, but I think their start isn't going to be as pretty as everyone thinks. I am totally with you there. All right, that does it for our week one gambling preview. Yeah. We will be back on Friday with all of our best bets. Until then, go join the College Football 7 Stakes Contest, the NFL 7 Stakes Contest. Go win that Stefan Diggs ball. This, oh, sorry. Stefan Diggs signed jersey. Sean McVay signed ball. All the other stuff that we have coming up with Champions Round and a bunch of episodes of Small Talks Balls that we cannot wait to see. Until then, good luck with all of your bets this week. Let's go. NFL season's here. Can't wait. Let's go, baby. Talk to you guys later.